Hello and welcome to the WSL Takeout. We're back. This is called the Hard Knock Life episode. We are truly winging it. We've got comments from Manchester United fans following a big win against um, Arsenal, um, talking about what they're going to do with regards to their hopes in terms of Manchester City and Derby. We're going to review all of the goals in the games in a wrong special way. When I say we, I'm talking about None other than the one and only Emma from MCW Fancast. How are you, Emma? Good, thanks. How are you? Very tired. <laughs> yeah, it's been a long week. Very tired. Who 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 said that? You know, covering football at any level was was not difficult. It's difficult. It's tiring. Yeah, I'm ready for another international break. Honestly. Oh, listen. <laughs> it's been so intense, and yeah, especially. It's... From a obviously a city point of view with the the podcast and how we've covered the last three three games as well, it's been quite a quite a quick turnaround of games. Yeah, you you're, you you've been delivering content. I obviously have been doing extra stuff in terms of the um, FAWC, the uh, championship level. Been going to a number of games, and you know what started out as me just doing something really small. I'm now totally committed to it, and I'm not thinking it's taking up so much of my time, but I'm loving it. But it is tiring. It is tiring. Um, and I'm going to do a shout, even though this is the WSL takeout. I'm going to do a little shout out to the championship because I've been watching some good football down there, and um, you know the girls who they're you know they're working full time. You know, not everyone's full time on contract. Some have got jobs putting in shifts, you know, average uh, everyday workers and then having to play football against professional footballers on a cold November night takes a lot out of you. But yeah, credit to them. And I'll, I'm going to shout out the teams, the, the London City Lionesses and, and Crystal Palace women, definitely. And London Bees, all those teams. I'm, I'm doing the London thing tonight, so I don't care. Right. Um, you know what? The league has taken a very strange shape, Emma, hasn't it? Quite. There is a... I don't like it either. <laughs> there is a... I'm, 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 I'm sitting here quietly confident. I was like, <laughs> what? Um, looking at the top of the league, there is a certain club, Manchester United. Now, don't, don't get me wrong. It, it, there's a long way to go. There is no. a very long way to go. But it looks... So good. Yeah. Well, no, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it looks it looks oh so good. Yeah, I'm I'm not liking uh I'm, it's it's a different kind. I don't want to get used to it. Oh, uh, fair play to United, the uh, runner of results they've had uh five and five wins. I mean, you know, heading into the start of the season, we probably wouldn't have predicted it. And um, yeah, they're sat on top of the table. It's it's crazy times. It's crazy times indeed. Now, you know, we've got slightly different shape for, for our little conversation tonight. We've got views from uh, one particular Manchester United women supporters, John, who was kind enough to send in uh, not only his kind of comments on the game against Arsenal, but comments on uh, the, the up and coming game with regards to... Manchester City you know we, we can hear about uh, the, the review against Arsenal now and we'll get to your points on that result um, I was I was I was surprised I think that would be the the, uh, the key message on this not surprised by Manchester United's performance but more of Arsenal's performance 
Um, for me, I would have predicted, I did predict a, a draw because I think that we're capable of getting um, at least one goal during a match. But I also am fully aware that our um, defensive frailties are there, especially against the big teams. Um, but for me, I was very disappointed in the uh, Arsenal um, team that came out. And um, was that down to their um, tiredness from playing midweek, uh, possibly? Um, they just didn't show much intent whatsoever. W- were they even happy to go to Bellasphere and get a draw? That's certainly the way it came across. Um, they had about a 10-minute spell in the first half where they put a few crosses into the box, but we dealt with them comfortably in the end. And to me, um, they just weren't um, showing the uh, capabilities that they have in their squad. Um, look, they came into this game five games um, five games in, five, five wins. I think it was something along the lines of 29 goals and four goals against. I expected more of them. So this is why I was surprised. Um, but going into the game, I did say to Natalie on our own podcast um, that, that that league table could have been misleading because even though they'd won five games, they hadn't played any of the big three or I say big three, including ourselves in that now. Um, and when they did play them in the cup games, they lost. So they lost to Man City in the FA Cup. They lost against Chelsea in the Conti Cup. So we knew that they were there to be got at. And I think and I think that showed. And I think the Manchester United players knew that as well. So that for me, I, I was quite disappointed in how Arsenal were. But moving on to how Manchester United played, absolutely brilliant. In my opinion, they, they really did dominate. Uh, they dominated the ball, dominated midfield but, um, battles. Um, Jackie Rowling, again, in my opinion, is having a fantastic season. You know, she got two assists early on in the season. But as for this game, just gone Arsenal, the amount of talent that she has, she's so quick on the ball. So when, when you think that she's going to get crowded out and forced to play a pass that ends up going to an opponent, she's just got that cool and calmness on the ball. So just use a bit of trickery, find half a yard, look up and just play it, whether it be a simple pass or a forward pass or whatever. But these are maybe the things that the lower teams um, haven't got in their arsenal, whereas, whereas we did. Um, Tobin Heath and Christian Press, I thought they linked up very well together, especially in the first half. I think they created about three chances um, in that first half. Press arguably should have put one of those away. Um, so, yeah, a, gr- a great start from them. I enjoyed the triangles on the right-hand side. So, Press and Heath was more uh, on the left-hand side link-up. But then on the right-hand side... With Ona and Hansen, that worked really well as well. So I, I look, I think that we look dangerous out wide, as we t- tend to do quite often. And then with Tooney uh, down the centre, um, you know, a fantastic performance and goal from herself. And moving on to that goal, Jess Sigsworth subbed on in that second half, really showed what she was all about. First time we've seen her again this season. For any new fans who have come across this season who haven't seen Jess, this is exactly what Jess Sigsworth can do. She's got pace, she's menacing, she runs at defenders, she runs past defenders. And that goal, I can't remember who she came up against now, which, which Arsenal defender. But in the space of 10 strides, she gained three strides, managed to get past the defender, looked up. Brilliant pass to uh, Ella Toon, who um, deserved her goal there as well. So, yeah, um, I think it was just, um, like I say, I'll go back to what I said originally. Um, I was surprised, but I was more surprised with how um, how average Arsenal were. And if you're going to be average against a Man United team at the moment, uh, we are going to take advantage. So for me, um, fantastic performance there and fully deserved, fully deserved the win.
prepared, they were defending for their lives, they were putting bodies on the, on the line. So moving on to um, Manchester City derby. Look, we played them twice now. We're back to back in both league and cup. And I always go into these Manchester City derbies with hope. I really do. And this season, um, nothing different. Made four very good signings over over the summer, but for whatever reason, um, that they haven't shown apart from the game just gone. That uh, intent and um, the results haven't been there. I think they've lost one, drew one. Um, I think the FA Cup obviously went the full distance as well. So I haven't been blown away by Manchester City this season. And no matter what our rivals uh, think of Manchester United, um, I do believe that they will be looking at us knowing that we are the real deal. Yes, we're not the full package just yet, but we are top of the league and we have showed what, what we can do. So, as always, I'm going to go into this Manchester City game thinking and believing that we can get something from this game. And how amazing would that be to draw against Chelsea, win against Arsenal and even just draw against Manchester City? I think um, I think that would be a fantastic five points out of the possible nine against the big three teams. For me, I'm thinking to myself now, how is the best way to um, go against Manchester City? We know Russo is going to be out, who has, has been fantastic for us this season. So will this be now a game for LJ to get her first start? Can Press and Heath play? Um, again and again and again, or, or is, it, is it going to be the chance, uh, a chance of maybe Galton playing up front, Hanson playing out wide? There's a lot of, to me, there's a lot of questions that need to be answered, completely depending on who's the best person to attack Lucy Bronze, who's the best person to attack Alice Greenwood. And I'm very, I'm talking very attacking here because I know that we can get to them. Our defensive lineup isn't going to change. We're not going to change formation, I doubt. We know what our strengths are, we know what our weaknesses are. We know that we need to protect our centre-backs because, of course, Manchester City are very strong and they're also very strong in midfield as well. I think Kate has got a big job here to get this starting eleven right tactically. I'm usually a believer that we put our best eleven out, no matter if it be the men's team or the women's team, you put your strongest eleven out and play, play your game. But I think this one will be a lot of tactics. I think... Casey has hinted previously going into Arsenal. She looks at her opponents a lot and thinks, right, this, my player has got this attribute, so I'm going to play this player uh, against this player. And I think she'll be doing this one against Manchester City um, more than ever. So, I mean, in short, um, I would, I'm probably going to expect and hope for a draw. Um, I think I would take that, definitely. Obviously, a draw in the Conte Cup wouldn't be good enough, so we need to go out and win that game. But as for the WSL game, if you give me a 0-0-1-1-2-2 now, I'll take it. Um, not because I think that we're going to get outplayed or anything like that. I just believe that to get five points out of a possible nine against the top, a top three and remain undefeated in the WSL would mean a lot. It would keep Manchester City below us, um, with us having a few more of the so-called easier teams uh, to play uh, in the near future. So those are my thoughts um, on the Arsenal and Manchester City game. I hope you'll keep it well, Ronnie, and I will catch you again soon. So, John, it's obviously... <laughs> John, you have to edit this now. Right, so... John, to be fair, fair comment um, in what he's saying. United fans will most certainly feel confident heading into the game. And I can't say I don't blame them. Um, with obviously City having um, not the greatest start to the season, we've obviously dropped points along the way. Uh, you know, we're, 
what are we? Uh, United, 16 points. I think 16 points. 16 points. Uh, goal difference of 10. Goals 4-15. Goals against 5. <laughs> <laughs> right, <laughs> shut up. Right. So, uh, so you're currently sitting in fifth uh, with 11 points. This game on Saturday is vital. A vital win for City. If we really want to be pushing at the top of the table, we've got to bridge that gap between the top of the table and where we're at at the moment. Um, but John's right in what he's saying. You know, United are going to have a lot of confidence. The fans are going to have a lot of confidence heading into this one. And, you know, I think it's just a shame fans can't be there. This is a derby, you know, a week of derby doubles as well. And, you know, fans are going to be missing out. And um, I think of all the derbies that we've played since, obviously, United have come up to the, the WSL and the rebrand for City, I feel this one is got a lot more weight on it. Um, even with the, the opening derby weekend weekend, I mean, that was that, that was a huge fixture in the calendar. You know, it, there was a lot of, you know, fans wanting to see this game, you know, even the neutral fan. And I think this is going to draw another good crowd. And it's great that it's now available for all fans to watch on BC Sport as well. So hopefully it will get a record. Well, it, it, not a record, but a really good viewing um, figure as well. Yeah, BT Sport and BT Sport's YouTube channel, according yeah. to them as well. So it, no matter where you are in, in the world, whether you are in the White House, in the outhouse, in the doghouse, you can watch it. <laughs> yeah, which is great. And it's fantastic that it's been made available to everyone. I think it's a game that holds a little bit of leverage as well. So I think, you know, it, it's a big game. It's a big game. And um, I'll be disappointed if City, if we can't go out and get something from this game. I'll see that as a bit of a, a big disappointment. United, though, can be can pr be proud of what they've achieved so far. I think there's more on us to go out there and get a win than there is on United. I think United have just continued to just do what their what their thing, and I feel we've got a little bit of something to prove this weekend. Yeah, you know, definitely in terms of of the the fixture coming up, it is a big game. It's a it's a huge it's a huge huge game in terms of the league taking shape in terms of Manchester City not wanting to fall too far behind, but also it's it's, it's, it's a marker, I suppose, in terms of the rest of the league. Everyone will obviously look at Manchester United. And I don't even think it's fair to say, look at them in a different light. The, the name carries weight anyway in, in, in football. Um, the way that Casey has kind of pulled together this team, this squad, this feeling, uh, and the performances has, has been, you know, cre full credit to her and her team. Full credit to the players, you know, the, there was always the, um, you know, the, the kind of idea that, that, that this was the direction, didn't realise it would be kind of this soon. But at the same time, I'm looking at it from, from a distance and thinking you, you were able to bring in world-class players, whatever message, whatever kind of aura they're able to leave around the dressing room and share with other players and the confidence that they're giving off, you know, must be absorbed by the players that are there and obviously there's a, a feel good factor about the way they're going about their business so yeah you know as a Manchester United fan I'm looking at thinking yeah I'm, I'm pleased but I am under no illusion that this league on any given day someone's going to turn up and give you a game that you're not expecting so you know in terms of the, fi the fix that's coming up definitely it, you know Manchester United women and the fans will be thinking 
we've got no real concerns considering the form of Manchester City. And, and John's right, you know, if, if, if Manchester City, and I don't think they will, turn up with, and, and, and the way he kind of said it in, in the sense of the, the, the kind of approach that Arsenal took towards the, the game that, that, that just happened, you know, it, you know Manchester City going to be in for a hard time. But I don't see that being the case. This will be a derby game, as most derby games. It will be a tight call. It will be close. You know, there are quality players on both sides. There's a little bit of grudge and needle anyway because of one player going from red to blue and then there's a player that went from blue to red. So there's that, there's that in the States and there'll be conversations happening on social media anyway. But in terms of as a fixture, it definitely has all of the elements of, of what is extremely good and pleasing about the WSL and women's football and yeah I'm I'm looking I'm definitely going to get my popcorn Friday night I'm not even going shopping on Saturday I'm just getting up and just finding the sofa and remote control <laughs> and just yeah this is me yeah I'm doing it I'm doing it the old school it's my day to watch TV yeah no strictly today it feels like a super Sunday on a Saturday yeah, yeah, it's a super Sunday Saturday. Yeah, and if it goes well, then I can relinquish the remote control, and everyone can get on and watch, you know, whatever they need to watch. But, um, you know, in terms of 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 let's talk let's talk about let's talk about Manchester City, and there is actually what I want to do, and I, and and we're doing this on the fly. We're doing this on the fly. There is a um, there is a. I was able to catch up with, um, I was able to catch up with Tanya after the Conti Cup game, and listen to her comments uh, generally about uh, in terms of what was going to happen with regards to um, the the, cup, the game against Manchester City, and she even though that she had won the game, she said something to me that was kind of telling in a way because they conceded goals against Crystal Palace and she was far from happy with the goals and she wanted to make it very clear that you know this was about player responsibility so I'm going to actually play the clip now once I can once I sort out my technology issues everybody I'm going to do that now so um, we can get this about concentration and making sure that we do our jobs for 90 minutes. I've said it 120 times before, I said it to them at half time. Um, the only thing that is for me that is acceptable is a clean sheet tonight and uh, we haven't done it and that is purely because we don't concentrate because when we're in possession we, we are not organised behind the ball and when we give it away we get punished um, and that is that comes down to players concentrating. There's, there's nothing from a coaching perspective, we work on it over and over and over again we show them the video, we, we work on it in training. They've got to take responsibility, and I think they know that. Bristol has won the game. <laughs> I know. And I, I can see where she's coming from, though. You know, it's been a run of disappointing performances for Bristol, let's be honest. And their side has gone into the break 3-0 up, in fully in control of the game. And somehow... Crystal Palace have managed to find a way back in. All right, the game did finish 4-2, but if Chris, if Bristol sorry, want to compete, they've got to improve. It's simple because they are going to really struggle to find a way out of the bottom of the, 
the table when teams around them now are picking up points. Yeah, do you know, I mean, it was, I mean, it was, it was, apart from it being a very cold night and um, she was kind enough to, to come, over, come over after the game to, to provide a comment. You know, that was the first thing that she was unhappy about. I mean, they'd won, but it was the, the way that they conceded goals against the championship team and Crystal Palace up until that point, you know, I've seen them regularly. They have played good football, but I'm, they've been unable to get the win that their performances had deserved. So they've always shown the, the, the you know, the capabilities and capacity to score goals. And from, from Tani's point of view, I'm often thinking to myself, she's not happy with the defending from her team and the, and the way that they didn't close down the problems when they were developing in the game. And I thought, my gosh, they're playing City coming up. And then obviously the game. And then there's the issue with regards to players. And, you know, the, the scoreline, I mean, obviously Manchester City fans are, are over the moon. But from a, from a Bristol City point of view, I mean, we've been talking every time we've had a conversation. I mean, I think it was like two episodes in, we said, is it too soon to feel sorry for Bristol City fans? And I... It's really strange watching them as I did in the Conti Cup and seeing how well they performed going forward. Harrison up front, linking up play. Ebony Salmon. I mean, they, they've got a team there. They've got a team. They've got yeah, they good have. players. They have. But, you know, they've, they've got to start picking the points up somewhere. And I know, obviously, the Conti Cup is a whole different thing, you know. But in terms, you know, this weekend they've got a big game really coming up against Tottenham and that that's really I think that's kind of an opposition where Bristol could pick up points potentially if they don't do it you know questions are going to start being asked and you know I think it was right of Tanya to come out and speak maybe about some of the errors because she's been kind of brushing over it for for weeks now it's you know I look at the I look at Bristol and I think they have a really good manager a manager who understands what they need to do they've got players there that understand what they need to do you know it it, it was hard not to agree with what she was saying in terms of concentration in that game uh, and then you come up against Manchester City who just seemed to for whatever reason just clicked totally yeah you know in that well, game to score I that think, many goals I think to be honest. Uh, with the the sort of situations surrounding that game hidden into it, yeah. it kind of feels like an, it, like it's for me it's not one that I can just be like totally you know gloat about really mm. you know because I feel that Bristol were at a bit of a disadvantage before they even stepped out on the pitch. You know, they weren't able to kind of front the strongest team. They had to look at academy players, yeah. you know, at the last minute that, you know, haven't had any training, haven't had any preparation, that, you know, they've had disruptions surrounding their match day. You know, there's been, there was a lot of things surrounding that game that just weren't, I don't think, right. I don't think it's a game really that should have gone ahead given mm, the circumstances agreed. either. So, you know, I think it's a bit unfair to kind of, look at that fixture as you know anything but I don't know it's, it's a bit of a hard one yeah, yeah it's a bit of a hard one you know I think 
this weekend is going to be a really big test for Bristol. And again, they, you know, potentially they're going to head into it, you know, players short. Again, I think it was five players that have had to oh, self-isolate yeah. because of this, you know, positive test within the camp. So, yeah, I don't know. It, it's, a, it's a strange one. But, the, you know, there were signs of, you know, positive play with yeah. Bristol. You know, they'd obviously... Um, especially in the early stages, you know, where they they countered with a, you know, a goal from obviously with City going up early in the game, Ebony Salmon um, equalised, you know, so that was probably took people by surprise, you know what I mean? But I think this weekend against Tottenham, it's, it, Tottenham, it's going to be a really big wager to see where they're at in terms of can Bristol really turn it around and, and really start picking up points now and and getting them out the the bottom of the table. Well, you know, it's funny. In terms of the, the results in the weekend, you know, Tottenham get a draw um, against Reading. Yeah. And they're literally just a few points above Bristol in the league. So this mm. is a this is a you know on on any other day you would probably say, you know, Bristol really do need to win this game and they may go into the game maybe as the underdogs, uh, but, you know, Tottenham might have an off day. This is a game where both teams are going to come out slugging like it's a Rocky film because they know they need the points. Yeah. And I obviously, you know, I don't worry about how, um, you know, because it doesn't really affect me in terms of this fixture, but Tottenham are really starting to find their feet now a little bit. And, you know, it's a good result against Reading for them. You know, um, they've managed to pick up a point, you know, Alex Morgan's here. Oh, my gosh! <laughs> oh, my God! <laughs> you know, she did make an appearance in that game. So, you know, expect to see her again, um, possibly against Bristol. You Before know. half-time. Yeah, playing some minutes. So, you know, they they've they've shown, you know, quality Tottenham and it's it's gonna be tough, but she's really got to start they've got to get start getting some points somewhere. And this is a really good opportunity for them to 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 get some on Saturday. Is it Sunday, sorry? On Sunday. It's Sunday, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, I mean to be clear, always got us do you know what? I like Bristol. Always like Bristol. You like Bristol. Always like Bristol. Like I like Bristol. I like Tanya, but again, it's just frustrating because I look at Tanya and I, I look at Matt Beard. They're two man, quality managers, you know, that are working with two quality sides, and and yet questions have been asked of whether they're getting the most out of the teams. And I and I feel, you know, I feel West Ham are obviously doing a lot better now, you know, over the last couple of weeks, they've, you know, really picked up some good results. Um, but yeah, I, I just look at Bristol and at the moment, I'm still not seeing that they're anywhere near a WSL side. They're kind of, they're reminding me of bloody Yeovil. That's what they're reminding me of at the moment, you know, where we looked at Yeovil and they went the whole season without, you know, picking up. And I really don't want that for them. But at the moment, they just don't seem to fit, if that makes sense. And I know that's really harsh, and I probably get a load of bloody abuse or something. But I'm sorry that for me, just at the moment, there's just something not working. 
Do you know, you know, I don't want to dwell on Bristol for too long. I'm, I'm going to say this. I look at them and then I, I, I don't just look at them. I then look at the league and I think, is there a bigger divide in the league in terms of, you know, personnel around football players, around clubs, around what players have access to, um, mm -hmm. you know, and you, you want... It's a, in, in my mind, I'm thinking, do we really need relegation? Do, do, does the, the WSL and women's football at that level really need to have kind of promotion and relegation? Can it be, you know, this is the league that we have for now, but we need to make it grow mm -hmm. in a particular way. That's, Pretty much like American football. That's where, exactly you know, it though, Rodney. Like you look at the Championship League, Durham, Sheffield, exactly. Leicester, um, who else can we throw in there? Do you know what I mean? There's you know, I'll tell you from that people at Lewis are in there. Lewis are yeah, like, right. like, like I, I, I'm like thinking anyone in, uh, I've watched so much of that league recently. I'm thinking there are so many good teams. In exactly. And do you know what? The thing is, Rodney, like they're all showing signs of progression. I don't see it in Bristol. That's the problem. I don't see where they're going or what the plan is. Or yeah, what, yeah. You know, everyone's talking about like their four-year plan, their five-year plans, and all this. But what are Bristol doing? Yeah, I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm carrying the the flag, the flame for Bristol. They have to be in the WSL. They have to be. Every other team is attached to a Premier League club. They have yes. to be in the WSL. They have to. They I have don't. To. And I don't want them not to be. But I want better for them. I want better yeah, for them. Yeah, I do. And, you know, because they deserve it. You know, they're loyal. You know, they've stuck through the, you know, through it, through thick and thin. And there was, you know, they've got this new stadium. The fans haven't been able to go yet. Yeah. Um, you know, there are signs, but it needs to be, there needs to be something. Yeah. And I'm just not seeing it yet. How long can we continue like this how long can fans continue how long can the team continue because it's really going to start affecting morale um with, within the club you know within the team within the squad um i don't know yeah i'm hoping I'm, I'm you know i'm hoping at the weekend yeah i'm i'm you know i saw a very good question on on, on twitter the other day someone said you know and i think it might have been ali ali west ham ali yeah. She'd written something about, can you be a, a fan of women's football without the rivalry? And I've reached a point where I'm loving watching women's football. As much as I support United, I'm watching everyone and I'm cheering on everyone. I, I have reached that point in my life where I'm happy where I can do that. I don't need to worry about whether the other fans are like me or not or where I don't. I go to the games and I'm watching the football and I'm looking at teams and I have seen Bristol play and they play some bloody good football. They've got good players there. For the life of me, I can't work out why they've not been able to get a result. But I'm going to stop banging on now because Bristol, the Bristol City Vixen crew, they'll be like... Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Sorry. We, we, we're sending you love. Really. Um, let's move on. Um, West Ham. West Ham. And they're fantastic selves. They get a result. They get a result against Birmingham. Um, that was a game that I thought would be difficult to call. Obviously, Carla 
has done great things in a short time at Birmingham, pulling together a team last minute.com. Morale has improved. Uh, players, you know, who were probably disillusioned, as, as some have indicated uh, in interviews, are now kind of, you know, fallen back in love with football, which is, I can understand that as a fan. Um, you know, and again, a few weeks ago, maybe three or four weeks ago, questions about West Ham, where were they going, what were they doing? They get a result and, you know, good for them. You know, great resolve from the players, the management, the fans will be happy. Uh, and Birmingham will probably feel a little bit hard done by in that game that they didn't get at least a point. Yeah, I kind of felt that through the comments that I kind of read online after full time. Kind of feel the game changed a little bit for them. Uh, they lost a player to injury, didn't they? Was yeah. I think. Oh, honestly, I've watched so much football. I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry if that's wrong. Players are merging. Yeah, I think uh, they were. I think it affected the game almost, and um, you know, I think they were kind of felt that they they should have really got something from the game. But yeah, um, uh, West Ham sort of went on and got a bit of a late goal, didn't they? Sort of around seven. Yeah, years. very, very, a very late goal. A very late goal for them. I would say very late, but, you know, close to the 90-minute mark, 80 minutes or so. But still, you know, when you concede that late into the game, you kind of, you know, obviously the momentum shifts and you get this, it's like a, it's any kind of emotional blow. You're trying to think, how can we, we gather our thoughts and our, our composure? And, uh, you know, West Ham, to their credit, you know, the last 10 minutes or so held out and yeah. uh, uh, were very much worthy winners for the three points, but, you know, Birmingham, um, Carlos team will feel slightly disappointed, even though the stats say that, you know, West Ham had much more possession of the game, that this Birmingham team are in there for to fight to the bitter end. And I've seen games where you've had, you know, teams about 35% and they end up winning 2-0. So, yeah. you know, it's 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 one of those, it's about the chances that you you take and create. I mean, for... For, for, for the stats, you know, shots on target West Ham for, for Birmingham three. So even though they only had literally about 35%, their attempts on goal kind of outweighed the possession that they had. So, you know, again, good for them. Going forward, both of those teams will be happy in terms of the next fixtures, what's going to happen for them. Where are they going to go? Obviously, we talked about the big game. Uh, Birmingham have got the Birmingham Derby. Yeah, another derby. The derby. Love it. Villa have had their own kind of indifference kind of period of play in the league. They've not necessarily had the rub of the green. I think I can't even recall who they um they lost to so early on in the league. And it was a game where they got like literally gave goals away because of their their keeper was kicking. <laughs> their keeper and their centre-back were having strictly come dancing moments which weren't coordinated uh, but you know Villa they're quite close to the bottom you know they're, they're th three places off the bottom Birmingham obviously middle of the league roughly seventh place they are you know much more in, 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 a, in a comfortable position but the positions in the league are so close it's a point difference yeah it's a point you know it's there's not much in it, is there? And yeah, I it's think, not much. Yeah, I think that's small no, margins. In fact, no, three points. I beg my pardon, three points. Yeah, small margins, isn't it? I think that's what we're finding when it comes to this league at the moment. And it's a long season. 
you know, yeah. we've got a long season ahead of us and anything can happen. You know, <laughs> you know, you know, you know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> you know, so, you know, mm. I, it's great to have another derby. I think it's women's football weekend, isn't it, this weekend? Yeah. So potentially another showpiece game uh, for the Brummies, which is uh, good to see. And I know they'll be up for it. I mean, the, it's all, the banter's already started on Twitter. So, <laughs> yeah, it, it, I hope it's a good game for them. And, um I can, I can, I can see Birmingham getting the points though in this one. Yeah, I, you know, I, I actually feel the same. I see Birmingham kind of consolidating their position in the league. Sorry, Gemma, um, but I don't see Aston Villa posing that much in terms of a problem for them, which is something they're going to have to look at probably going forward. But again, they've got good players in their team. Yeah. They've got good players. They're just, again, this is a very tough league and um, very, I'd say tough and close because the, the, the goals can go either way uh, in terms of um, who takes the spoils. You, obviously, Manchester City are looking up at uh, Manchester United, but in between them... Shut up. Um, <laughs> <laughs> in between them, uh, there are other teams like Everton and Chelsea and Arsenal, Arsenal. So again, another derby, Arsenal-Chelsea. What goes on? It's what as if it was... What do you mean? You think, you, do you think it was like the warm balls motion for the FA Cup? Warm ball, cold ball, warm ball, cold ball, warm ball. Oh, it does, it does, it does. It, th these are the kind of fixtures you expect on Boxing Day when you don't want anyone to travel. <laughs> There's no trains. No, I'm going anywhere on stay, there, you know I mean? Stay local. Stay in and watch football. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> oh, gosh. Um, okay, Arsenal-Chelsea. Yeah. Ooh. Do, do you know what? The worst case scenario for me would be Manchester City. Yeah, well, no. Worst case scenario for me is City, City win. And Arsenal lose, and then Chelsea go to the top of the league. That would be. I, I'm looking at that and thinking, that would be quite scary. Mm -hmm. But Man United, obviously, as John has mentioned, you know, Chelsea have been there, taken care of. Arsenal definitely taken care of. Uh, Manchester City soon to be taken care of. So you know, <laughs> tick tick tick. It's like doing the pools. I'll have some of that. I'll have some of that. Left some of that. Um, I see that as I see that game as a Chelsea win. Too much firepower. Too much firepower. I think with Arsenal dropping points against United, uh, they'll have to do, uh, you know, put in a performance <laughs> as if you know, as a bit of reaction, you know, a reaction sort of to obviously the loss, you know, because I can't see that Joe would be happy with that. You know, they didn't play well. It wasn't a game that went against them. It was just a poor performance. And yeah. United, you know, like John said, you know, they, they got what they deserved, basically. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's, it's strange because I went to the London City game where Arsenal played and Miedemar was like... Miedemar. She, well, she was just ferociously like focused she was like honestly she's just bullying people and I just thought wow I haven't seen you 
I didn't realize she could run that quick. She was literally sprinting everywhere. She terrorized the London City defense. Um, and I'm saying that not in a bad way, but she, every time she got the ball, you thought she was going to score. She just seemed on a mission. She was like, yeah, I'm scoring goals. I'm scoring goals. That was it. I almost thought, damn, if that's the team that turned up against um, Manchester United and LSV, there's going to be a problem. No sign of that player. No sign of that performance. You know what, though? United, credit where credit's due, you know, they've come up against big oppositions and they give every single, every single time they give a performance and they give everyone a game. Yeah. When are people going to start underestimating what United can do? Well, well, this is the thing. I don't know if people actually underestimate Manchester United. I think, I think there's a not so much a snobbery. I think there's almost kind of like you have only just arrived. Your development is going to take quite a time, quite some time. Yeah. You're not really a concern. Um, We'll keep an eye on you, but not not necessarily be too concerned. And I, I, I and I think that's been the uh, approach. I wouldn't say underestimate. Mm. I wouldn't say underestimate. But I, I kind of feel that, like with United, you're almost ahead in terms of where you want it to be in terms of your plan. Like I kind of like you know where you talk about your five year plan and what you you know what the club want to achieve. I feel that in terms of United's development and growth, you're ahead. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, this season, for me, um, you know, looking at, obviously, the players that they've brought in over the sun, I mean, look at, um, is it Battle? Yeah, well, uh, um, I think it's Bajé or I'm not even sure how you pronounce it. I'm going to stop there, just in case. Okay, I don't even know. Okay, so I, I, I'm just being really bad English and just pronouncing it how I see it, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, um, <laughs> phonetically. Yeah, sorry about that. Um, fantastic. And again, you know, a versatile player that can just slot in anywhere, really, yeah. in terms of, like, position, left, right, whatever, um, type of player that, you know, you'd love to have on your team because it just offers that bit more versatility. Um Heath Press, I think, uh, uh, sorry, Tobin and, and Christine, like they've just bedded in really well. I think it took them a few games, but now you're sort of seeing the best of them and what they can do and what they can bring to the team. Uh, really impressed with what I saw from uh, from Tobin in particular at the weekend. Uh, I thought she was she played quite well. Yeah, she's but to be honest, I've always thought she's been a very, very good player. One of the players in the national team that doesn't get the praise, a talented winger, can use either foot, very gifted. So, you know, she's and she's a winner. What do you want? Yeah. You know, yeah. and and the, the like American the American players, they are making a difference, you know. Yeah. Um, I think we're really starting to see that now, you know, even yeah. like the Australians as well, you know, so point, yeah. you know, they're doing really well. Yeah. And I've been pretty impressed with what I've seen so far. And I, I think, um, I just think United have found a bit of an extra level. Um, and I think it's almost took a lot of people by surprise. And I think it's credit to obviously the work Casey's done and I'm not going to big her up too much, but. Yeah, bigger up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, whatever she seems to be doing is, you know, is working. And, yeah. um, you know, we've got a, 
just take notice of that now and obviously throw United into the mix in terms of competition because they, they deserve, uh, you know, winners, winners, you're not won it yet. You know. <laughs> 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 I didn't mean to say that. I meant I think, to say what I, I think, meant. I think I, oh, I, no, no, no. What I meant to say was you deserve <laughs> stuff for the table, leaders, not winners. <laughs> I think that will be edited and used. But it, it, won't, it won't last long. In a, for, for a very long time. <laughs> Just there. You deserve to be winners. I'm, t- yeah. I'm tired. I'm yeah. tired. We're both tired. We're both very tired. <laughs> Look, we almost missed a couple of teams. And, and, and forgive me, um, please, Everton and um, Brighton fans. Like, like obviously Chelsea Arsenal play, but obviously the game before the, the, the one coming up is Chelsea beat Everton quite comfortably, which was never say not surprising. Um, but Everton have had their own issues where they weren't able to play a game in in the Conti Cup, which was you know quite upsetting to Manchester United fans. But they, you know, Chelsea showed their class, and and Beth England, who for me is one of the sharpest strikers in the league showed how lethal she is in, in, in front of goal. Um, so Chelsea, you know, whoever's facing that team needs to be concerned. Everton will probably need to regroup after such a great start for them uh, with the football that they've been playing and the results that they've had. They've kind of fallen down a little bit in terms of the league. So their next fixture is really, really important to see to ensure that they stay above Manchester City as well, because that's probably their aim. Um, and with Birmingham, Birmingham, you know, they uh, didn't get a very good result in terms of their last game against Aston Villa, who did get a win, a 2-0 win. Um but which was surprising because, you know, Birmingham, not Birmingham, Brighton, uh, Brighton are above um, Aston Villa in the league. So they have um, at least some good form for them going uh, through the season. It it's, it's, is a really strange league so far. And I'm saying it because I'm seeing, obviously, Manchester United at the top, but also just the football in general. And, you know, what what can we hope for going forward apart from a very exciting and I say challenging competition throughout throughout the season I think Everton will definitely kind of I don't know if they'll fall away but they'll definitely want to improve from the, the result that they just had and and Brighton will want to kind of ensure that they don't get pulled into the bottom three where there is you know sticky mud and uh, that loophole called the trapdoor to the championship. I don't want to be anywhere near there. So uh, it's, it's going to be interesting going forward, definitely for those teams. Yeah, absolutely. And Everton are obviously still sort of kind of looking to, to bounce back from... Yeah, the, the shell shock. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, I, Everton had a really good start to the season last year as well, last mm. season. And, I, you know, I don't want them to lose complacency or consistency that you know we've seen already um I just think they need to just move on yeah. and put it to bed and just start that, getting the results and doing what they know they can and just continue to to build on from the positive start they've already made yeah they've got the players they've got the players they've yeah the definitely players. yeah yeah definitely got the players I think obviously there was a couple of injuries in there as well wasn't there I mean yeah. 
Govan didn't feature because she yeah. picked that knock and yeah. there was someone else I can't think off the top of my head. Um, so you know, once once they're back to you know full strength again, maybe um, we'll start to see the Everton of pre FA Cup. Yeah, well, that would be good because they they definitely um, set things astir with their football and the results at the beginning of the first few games. It's only six games in. Things have changed very, very quickly in a short space of time. That just goes to show how competitive and, and close um, the league is. You know, I wanted to say, and I mean, did you watch the, is it the women's football show? It's on BBC. I've got, to, I've got, to, I, I did watch, <laughs> it. watch it. I did. I did watch it, right? I did. I recorded it. Yeah. Uh, and, and forgive me, before they went on to talk about the Tottenham Reading game, right? They did like a 30 seconds snippet tribute to Alex Morgan. I was thinking, are they going to do that for every? What? Are they going to do that for every player? Alex Morgan makes a debut. And I was like, what is this? What's this? Surprised they didn't do a whole hour show, to be fair. I was like thinking, wow. They need to do that for, for Tobin Heath and Press and yeah, all of the other girls. They, they need to, yeah, they need to roll out that treatment for everyone. It's not just her. Yeah. You know, she scored that tea drink. I mean, that goal. Sorry, Emma. Sorry. Right. <laughs> we are we are both tired. I, I am I am happy for Tottenham fans that they've managed to see her put in a few minutes. You know, yeah. it is incredible that she's come back. You know, from a pregnancy after giving birth, you know, six months and she's out there uh, playing competitive football. You know, that's that's incredible. And and that takes some doing, I'm sure. Um, and, you know, hopefully now we can see her just pick up some more minutes and however that may be. Uh, I'm sure she'll be involved um, for Tottenham now in the run-up to, obviously, December until we break for Christmas. So... Yeah I, yeah, I think it's good for Tottenham and it'll, it'll sort of bolster them a little bit having, you know, that sort of player within the squad. Yeah, yeah. She's, an, she's a, a goal scorer and they need goals. Um, you know, I've just a question just that has literally just come to me and I'm thinking, we've talked about everything anyway. The, the Manchester derby, obviously, there is the, the, the importance of points, but it will be the, the, the reunion of the World Cup winning Quartet, who will come out on top? Will it be yeah. Lewis Lavelle? Will it be <laughs> Press Heath? Who will get the golden stardust moments? Who's going to be there? Who is it? Who is it? I, I think, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not being biased because I have been really impressed with uh, Press in particular, but I think Lewis has just offered something completely different. I think that as in all honesty talking taking a lot of people by surprise she's so much more involved with the city squad than i expected she would be and um she is just proving to be a really creative player and i think you know she's she's had some opportunities go amiss okay but she's she's making them and i and i only feel that it would be a matter of time before you know she really starts making the most of them and the more involved she is, I feel the more she's going to contribute to the season for us. 
And um, I do feel her and Chloe Kelly in particular are two of our biggest threats within the squad within the squad this season. Um, and I'm excited um, about what Mewis has bought and what she can bring for the rest of the season because um, I knew she was a good player. I knew she was a quality player. Obviously, it's a name pretty much everybody knows. But I just didn't think we were going to see it. And we're seeing it. And that's just amazing. I only just wish that, you know, fans were able to go just to see. Because you almost see, when you go and watch a game live, you almost see a completely different game to that that you see on the telly. Yeah. And I'm kind of, like, desperate to just, like, watch her play now because I've just been so impressed with what I've seen. And I know if I went along to a game, then I'd just be even more impressed by yeah. You know the yeah. sort of levels that she's she's reaching at the moment, and I and I have like I just she just pops up from nowhere. You know she's just fantastic player to watch, and um, you know she's I really do feel that um, Saturday is going to be a whole different derby to what we've seen. You know previous. Because, like I said, I, I almost feel there's a lot more riding on it. I mean, City will definitely be looking to, to pick up points. And I feel that if we don't, it's going to be a bit of a dis- you know disappointment for them. So, uh, and equally, you know, you know, like with United, bouncing off of the back of, you know, the win at Arsenal, they'll believe that they can um, get points out of this game. So I think it's going to be a classic, classic derby. I really do. Yeah, I, I, I mean... You know, I like the, the the US women's team. I, I I watched them. I always thought Rose Lavelle was a quality player. Um, like you, I didn't realise how good that, that Mewis would be and how she's impacted the game. It's going to be interesting. Tobin Heath has always I've always been impressed with her. Yeah. Uh, not enough people have seen enough of Michelle Press in terms of a national team, in terms of a player, but she's a very talented player. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting. Yeah, I to he, uh, Tobin. Is is, you know, I think they were the two players in in particular that I saw from the the clips that I saw and the bits of the game that I watched that, um, you know, did stand out for me. They they seem to work really well together as well, which is a nice little part, partnership. Um, but I think the Turners on the back as well. I mean, they were they were really solid, and um, yeah, I I, I am. I don't think there's going to be much in it, to be honest. You know, I think it's just going to be, you know, a 2-1 sort of kind of game. I don't think there's going to be much to separate the two sides, you know. I think I would like to see a bit of an open game like we saw with the, the Conti Cup and the 3-2, but I don't know if I could go through all that again. <laughs> <laughs> too much drama, too much controversy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I, I think the thing is, and I, I, I spoke to Nat before as well, is that this... Um, it has all the feels of what, like the the occasion of what the derby means, you know, mm. in the men's game is really starting to begin to translate to the women's game. You know, there's an almost understanding of what it means and, you know, the, the whole, like the reputation that's at stake and, you know, all those kind of factors that go into a Manchester derby, it feels like it's really beginning to translate. So, yeah, I, I feel this one's going to be um, quite big. I don't. I would be really happy to 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 pick up the points at the weekend and and even you know not get the win in the Conti Cup. 
I just want the points at the weekend. That's all I really want at the minute. I'm desperate for points. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, you know what? I'm going to let you have that final word. We've literally covered everything. Apologies for those listening. We have talked a lot about Manchester United and Manchester City, but we did squeeze in everyone else. Yeah, we showed a bit of love. Um, but if you're unsure of the way things are, uh, uh, are and why we spent so much time talking about those teams, just take a quick look at the table and you'll understand why. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, thank you, Emma, for joining us uh, this week. Um, what are you going to do now? I don't know, to be honest. <laughs> um, I'm a lady of leisure this week, which is rare for me because I'm usually in work. So... Um, yeah lockdown week holiday I should be in Wales at the minute but I'm stuck at home doing jobs Jobs. (laughs) around the house so you need to watch you need to watch a bit of television have you got anything have you got Netflix you've got Amazon Prime I I can't commit to telly I'll be honest I'm not a much of a kind of person that likes to sit down and watch telly it's really weird isn't it I don't really yeah like if someone says oh it's a really good series but it's like eight series long so I'm like Nah, rather not, thanks. <laughs> but we need to have a words on that one. <laughs> yeah. Just football, just football. Yeah. For me. I'm more of a mu- music kind of person. I like to put some vinyl on or okay. and chill out. Yeah, for those who are under a certain age, vinyl, it comes in a kind of special <laughs> form. Stop it! <laughs> oh my God, I'm not that old. <laughs> All right. Um, thanks, Emma. And that's it from us. This was the WSL Takeout. I even forgot what we called it again. Oh, well, anyway, we'll, we'll work it out at the end or the beginning. Um, we'll see you in a few weeks. I hope you enjoy. Stay safe, everyone. And, uh, and for all those teams in trouble, I hope you get a win at the weekend. All right. Bye for now. <laughs>